There he is, David Perez. He's a, he's a real star. Uh, a lot of people maybe in, in Sydney and, and even throughout mainland Australia may not be too familiar with his feats, but he's got some of the best stats of any jockey in the country. He rides primarily down in, uh, obviously, Tasmania. And he seems up and about. Very bullish, nice and confident, which is what you you know what you want to hear from a, a jockey coming up here, riding in a big Group 1 race against the likes of what Joe Marrera, J-Mac... I think you get the job done today, Nico. Yeah, he's right there. Um, sort of the data that I looked at said that that eight bucks might have been a bit of a luxury. I reckon he might tighten up as uh, as they get closer to the jump time. They bet 15s earlier in the week. You wouldn't believe it. There you go. $15 was even better. So uh, he comes out of the Theo Marks. Now, uh, we've had 50 runners, uh, stats here courtesy of Form Focus, uh, 50 runners, 50 winners of the Theo Marks, which was this year Golden Mile, line up in the Epsom for six wins. The most recent one was the star mare herself, Winks, in 2015. And then you've got to go back almost a decade before that for racing to win in 2006. So it hasn't been the best race for the winners to do the double, but there have been plenty of horses come out of the uh, Theo Marks and be competitive. Also coming out of that race is Waterford. He was third behind the inevitable. And um, I'm keen to get your thoughts on him as well, Mick. When we dissect the form, what I want from you initially, though, actually what we might do is, is I'll grab the speed map off you and I'll just check the market moves as you do that. Yeah, beautiful, mate. So Rednear will go forward there. Going global, not sure if they want to push forward this time around, but from from that barrier, I suggest they probably have to. Nugget will go forward and Golden Mile be a big test, 1,600 metres from the wide barrier, but they, they're going to have to push forward there. So mm. it'll be really interesting to see um, how much pressure's in the race. I'm very, uh, very happy to hear that David is leaving the option open to roll forward because I think that there might just be a little bit of a gap. If, some, if, if they decide to go back with Golden Mile and decide to go back with Going Global, that leaves the race sort of open for something that's going to sit on speed. Very, very interesting speed map. Yeah, well, Waterford's just come out. Uh, come out just, uh, obviously, Alentia came out yesterday. Waterford's wow, just come out this morning. Pericles earlier this week. And also yesterday morning, uh, Duke Decessor. So your favourite now for the Epsom Handicap this afternoon to be run at 4.05pm, the inevitable. We just heard from David Perez, solid at 7.50. Hope in your heart, second favourite for Kerry Parker and Craig Williams. Slight drift, 7 out to $8. Some support here for Kovalika, my boy, $9 into $8. Nugget, 12 and eight fifty. Pounding, Jamie Carr's in town, 13 into nine fifty. Democracy manifest, a succulent Chinese meal. $16 into $10. Tyler Schiller, can he get that group one for Chris Waller? Uh, Redino, don't mind this galloper, solid around the $11 mark, in from 15 earlier, but we have had some deductions. Then there's Converge, a horse you're giving a push to first up from a spell when he ran fourth, 12 out to 13. And looking down the board, some specking for Communist, 26 into $18. And outside of that, not much more I can report. There's some... Uh, uh, speaking at different points in time for Madame Pomerovic, she's getting back out to her opening quote now. Interesting, these scratchings, isn't it? Because you've got Duke DeCess was a horse I was you know, keen on uh, following. It, it just continues to get scratched everywhere it goes. So I'm not sure if there's issues with that horse. They just haven't found the right race. They're just sick of you tipping it. Yeah. Like Bloody yeah, McGannon, he's on it again. I'll I'm pulling it out it. until he misses it. Oh, no. And then we've got Alentia and Waterford, which I thought were really, really good lightweight chances, mm. which, you know, obviously – thoughts with connections there with the horse coming out, but it makes it good. I'm, I'm very happy with it because the inevitable now just gets shorter and shorter. I just think his effort in the Theo Marks is great. I thought he probably could have won the race. Mm. I think maybe landed a pair too far back than where he could have been. Now, granted, yes, that was a, it was a soft 13, but 
I think Miles ideal. I, I have complete faith that uh, I know David Perez has been working with a horse, complete faith that the horse will be ready to go. We might get a slowly run race here over the mile, which would be perfect for it. Kovalika, a horse that I know you were very keen on. You were talking Cox Plate. was pretty disappointing, I thought, first up. What do you what do you make of it now? Second up, this is this is D Day for this horse. This preparation. I thought his first up run was just a complete uh, no read. Just forget about it. Uh, the race was run so slow. They were about uh, seven or eight lengths slower than average through that first uh, five hundred or six seven hundred meters. Uh, he was back. The only horse that emerged from the pack was the Inevitable, who's got a very sharp turn of foot. Kovalika doesn't really have that sharp turn mm. of foot. He's going to need the pace on this afternoon. He's been back to the trials since. He looked very good in the trials. Uh, he's two from two, second up from a spell, and he's three from three at the mile. And he's got Joe Maria in the saddle, and him and Chris are striking around 30% of late. So he's got the right stats in his favour. I think it's a bit of D-Day for him, though, as a spring four-year-old now. Yep. We'll find out whether or not they're going to pivot towards a Cox Plate after today, or do they come back and, and, and look for sort of more handicapped targets where you can get in with 54 kilos and so forth? Another interesting runner here, I'll probably get your thoughts on, is Pounding. Has some very, very strong form lines behind Mr. Brightside. Then uh, was only 1.3 off pinstriped. If it's got the weight for age form now, it comes back to a handicap. I like that sort of setup. Yeah, look, him and the inevitable were the two that uh, my sort of database that I use uh, sort of suggested were a touch over the odds. The inevitables sort of held his quote around that $8 mark in half a point, but the pounding's definitely the price has gone there. It was $13. He's now around, the, or $14 now around that 9 or $10 mark. You're right. He's very good. He's third up from a spell. He's got the Mr. Brightside form. The fee and stakes didn't rate that well. That's the race he's coming out of. Mm. But he was back to the inside on the day when you wanted to be away from the rail. And he was held up for about a furlong there from the 600-meter mark. And he uh, he looks a big improver. He's only missed a Quinella finish once in four starts when third up from a spell. And he's got the Moody Polish and Jamie Carr in the saddle. I want to talk to you about Redina as well. Uh, the Bill Ritchie, what about this as a lead-up race? It never produced a winner in the Epsom until... Uh, Boban in 2013 and since then the last four winners of the Epsom have all come through the Bill Ritchie and three of them have done the double and that's what Redina's looking to do this afternoon. He won the Bill Ritchie, he drops three kilos and that's exactly what Top Rank did last year when he deadheated with Ellsberg in the Epsom Handicap. He won the Bill Ritchie and dropped three kilos. He's got the early speed to put himself up there Mick. You gave us a speed map saying there wasn't a lot of natural toe in the race and I think from barrier two he can be right there on speed. He's only won five from 13 overall, and four of those five victories have come at his last five starts. He's hit the purple patch of form, and he's got form back in the autumn around Kovalika, and he meets him four kilos better for about a half length of feet in the autumn. Big push, big push, and I mm. think it's definitely the map horse, right? You've got Kathy yeah. going forward from barrier two. She rides him well out in front. Uh, he'll be there for a very, very long time. Does he have the class to get the job done? coming out of, you know, all handicap races versus a couple of these coming out of wait for age races, I'd suggest might just be a length short. But uh, I, I can definitely understand the market support and can definitely understand why you'd have him in your numbers. Here's a stat for you. Group 1 mile races at Randwick, the two best performing trainers with feet, with horses in the Epsom this afternoon. Chris Waller, five from his last 31, striking at 16% and an ROI of plus 32%. For Randwick, Group 1 mile race is pretty good stat for Waller. And Annabelle Neesham, not far behind. She's won two from her last eight 
over a Randwick mile, striking at 25% at Group 1 level. So a couple of stats for you there. Anything else on the Epsom before we uh, head off to a little break? No, I'm just going to have the inevitable on top. I think uh, democracy manifest won't be too far away. I think uh, Redneer won't be too far away as well. Mate. I think they're the top three for me, but I'm definitely happy to be with the inevitable. I'm with Redina on top and uh, the inevitable and pounding the round out my box trifecta. And sorry, Kovalika. For my box trifecta. One horse we didn't talk about, Hope in Your Heart for Kerry Parker. Mm. She's a top class mare. Um, she came out of the tramway stakes first up where she was very good to the line behind Pericles and Skyman. She's had the gap between runs. That's by design, Kerry tells us. Uh, she's had the trial between runs. She's very good. Is she a chance? Blinker's first time. Mm, BFT. Yeah, so definitely a chance. Um, mm. And look, I had her there or thereabouts. It just, you can't pick them all. Yeah, Blinker's first time, little stat for you, last five years, Blinker's first time, Australia-wide, plus 3.2% profit on turnover if you just back that gear change.